0: everyone. to another episode of in the great podcast. Today we have two special guests. And uh it is I your sound guy Marco, but could you silence that please, sir? So sorry, so sorry. Excuse hey, you, sir. Security? My Security.
1: God. Uh, th- oh shit, go on, go on.
0: Um yeah, I'll just let everyone introduce themselves for this one.
2: Hey guys, this is Susie. I'm Ang's girlfriend. <laughs>
3: Okay, (laughs) next (laughs) next. This is I'm pretty not so pretty. I got a new nickname actually a nickname a nickname (laughs) a nickname. What What was it Kay? What was it? You named it cheese. What
1: your cheese and this boy
4: right here is nacho.
3: We got Dan here with us.
4: Yo, it's me Dan. I'm hungry. I'm tired.
3: And he wants some nachos, and I'm cheese. So nacho cheese. cheese.
4: Nacho (laughs) cheese with some salsa. On the side. Yeah, and some soju on the side. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup with a soju on the side. Go on, Jay.
3: Hi, this is Jay. Oh, it's keeping it simple.
1: Just kidding. It's your
2: boy, (laughs) a.k.a. Kimchi Poppy, a.k.a. Asian Sensation. (laughs) Coming at you live from An's house.
1: How y'all doing today?
2: I love it. I love it.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is your host with the most K-Skyline, as you all know. I'd like to uh, give a big shout out for everyone attending today. This is a huge... Like, I think this is the highest amount we ever got for the podcast. It's like, how many? Mm-hmm. Six of us? Six of us. Which is my favorite number, too. That's the funny part. And uh, happy holidays. 4th of July. Past. No, there's
3: only five and a half. I'm, I'm a half, remember? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, there's five and a half of us. And uh, I'd like to welcome you all back. I think I already said that. So, let's just get straight into the questions, shall we? So, this listener says... She would like to first say hello in the great podcast. How are you guys? You guys are great. Keep it up. Um, I do want to give some feedbacks before I ask my question. Uh, the feedback is when you guys do um, mention anything about we have said that in the previous podcast. Can you guys not say that and actually just go ahead and repeat yourself or recite it anyhow? Because I feel as if it's kind of hard for me to go back into those episodes to go ahead and listen to it again. Um, My re- question really is, what do you guys feel as if that is kind of borderline illegal, but we still do it anyways? Such as, for me, I have been drinking since I was 16 to 18, and it's kind of borderline illegal. But, however, I feel as if my parents and all that feels that it's okay and acceptable. So what do you guys feel is kind of borderline illegal, but everyone kind of does it to make it kind of somewhat feasible? You
2: know when you go on Pornhub and it says, are you over the okay. age of 18? <laughs> I hit yes. <laughs> how th- long have you been doing that for, Jay? A very long time. I think we all do that. <laughs> every- and everybody does that. I mean, the question
4: so. is, how long have you been doing that? Though?
1: Well, she did say it's borderline mm-hmm. illegal. It's so. not borderline yeah. illegal
2: now. You guys are all over the age. Yeah.
3: So, no, we did that when we were kids. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. we watched it yeah. when
2: we were kids too. <laughs> I, was I was like, specific, no, we were like, like when you. I, I found
3: out porn when it was pixelated on the TV.
1: Oh my god! That's when you had to actually, like yeah. change the channel and you had to wait for it. To yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You try to kids. make out a picture and it's all like noise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then you, and the, like there's like these waves like coming. Yeah. In, and you have To kind of make out the boobies. Yeah, a little bit, right? You're yeah. like, yeah, oh I my god, I saw skin, I saw skin. Yeah, I saw yeah, skin. Yeah, I saw That's kind of yeah, hot. But there's like no sound coming out of it either. It's just like you kind of have to turn the volume down, or your dad will know what you're doing. It's like the monologue and whatnot.
4: Like the the GIF version of it. Yeah.
1: Like just waves i was gonna say marijuana that's actually what i was thinking
3: well like, marijuana smoking drinking all of those are in the like general term borderline illegal that a lot of people do when they were younger
1: yeah because like for me i was thinking like back then when i was in my high school age it was like straight up illegal it didn't became legalized yet and then but the weird part is there was so many people around me doing it That it was like almost like a social norm. And I tried it. I don't like marijuana at all because I don't get the same effect as everyone else. Like I got like knocked out no matter what strand it is. And I hate the smell of it. So that's why I kind of like stopped. I did it for like I think one month to two months with my brothers for a while. Because I wanted to have the same effect as them where they're all laughing at stupid shit. Just maybe a random sound that they were hearing. And they would like get hungry. And I was so skinny back then in high school that I wanted to like eat more, so I did marijuana with them. But um, I stopped because I stopped getting the same effect. But I guess that's like borderline illegal back then. But it's it's so socially normed that anyone who finds out about it, it they don't really bat an eye about it. Yeah, alcohol is, I'm pretty sure is, like the main one that she was talking about for her. So I, I yeah, if is it's alcohol,
3: same. it's like if if I don't know if she's Asian, but for us um, like I was 16 15 16 and then like, I was 10 yeah you on. drank early yeah but I was like like my dad when we were met, when when we went back to Vietnam he gave me a beer and like all these shots and drinking like my family over there they they didn't mind it but my mom was the only one keeping me from drinking but then like I had fun so I was like come on mom and then and then she's like alright just one and I'm like fuck it (laughs) go 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 but it's just like within family at the time I only drink around family but I don't I don't drink a lot at the time until I met Kay. he got me into an alcoholic this guy
1: just ratted me out (laughs) alright go on Dan what do you think is borderline illegal that we still do such
4: as like running a red light I was gonna say driving
1: oh uh, what have you done
4: a whole bunch of stuff speeding running red lights driving under the influence all that shit when, when I shouldn't have
3: imagine you just start getting tickets all out of nowhere we got him
0: boys yeah. bring in the cops we got him <laughs> right. we got him I
4: mean, I mean we all we, we all, got a confession uh, on air <laughs> especially when, when, when like go to, when we had barbecues back then with, with Kay and then we wanted to go bowling right after the party and then we're like who's gonna have to drive I'm good I was like Oh. Okay, Kay's driving boys and then all of us like all eight of us in the van risking our life with Kay and he's like, He's good. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> like drinking and, and there, driving. And then we went to Boston Bowl and then we bought more al- we bought we got more alcohol. It was Kay's idea. I was like, I'm the driver, we'll be good.
3: Oh, it's oh, just okay. a calling out Kay episode. <laughs> I
4: feel, I feel wow. like it is. <laughs> it's a calling out Kay episode.
3: Marco, Jay, you guys experience anything that's like borderline illegal?
2: I, I said my piece in the beginning. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, okay. Um, I had one experience. It was clubbing. I went to clubbing at the age of 16 because I had friends back then who could actually get me in the club. It, eh, it, it was all right, though. I didn't do much. I couldn't even get a drink at the bar. I just hung out on the dance floor. <laughs> um, yeah, there that, that, that was a thrill of you like, you know, oh, man, someone's going to catch me. I'm going to get kicked out. Yeah. Yeah, nothing happened.
3: Yeah, I don't think they check after people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Once you're
2: in, it's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah.
3: I mean, unless you go to, like, Rhode Island and certain areas that allow, like, 16-year-old to club, Mm -hmm. because there are areas that have, um, that allow people to club at, like, 16. Mm. And then, like, in the main city, where it's, like, you got to be 21 and over to enter clubs or 18, depends, but no drinking. I don't. I don't know how they keep up with no drinking if you allow eighteen or sixteen year olds in a club. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's that is no true. way to keep keep up tabs with that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And like the only thing they can do if you get caught is like they just kick you out. Yeah. So, that that's not like a huge consequence. Whereas like let's say drinking and driving, you do that, you get caught, you could lose your license. Um, your insurance goes up. That that can like affect your life. That is true. But if it's just like drinking underage-wise, and if you're around family members, I it's fine. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, that's that's awesome. how I see Sorry, it. What is it. What about you, Marco? Um, growing up, uh yeah, my parents were really strict on me, so I was grew I grew up a very straight age person. The only experience like that was just Jay's porn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the only thing that I could say. But other
3: than that, yeah, yeah. Speaking for the guys, is like all of us experience i guess spanish people
1: always gonna say it has this porn problem
0: (laughs) um but yeah like drinking and smoking and at a like at a really young age i never experienced it just Mm -hmm. because like my parents were really strict with me growing up so yeah i really can't say much on this on this question
1: all right moving on to the next question which is kind of kind of vague but kind of not um which is about parenting And basically your experience with your parents, how it affects your lifestyle now? And is your parents, are they together? Are they not? Are you separated or like a divorced child or anything like that? How does it affect you? And do you feel as if you will apply that? And what will you apply that to a child if you decide to have one or not? Depending on how was your parenting uh, or if you are a parent. By now, it's like, how's your parenting affect you now compared to how your parents affected you? So, the, so you get you get what the mm-hmm. listener was asking. Mm-hmm. The listener does say she is a parent, right? She has two child, one boy, one girl. the The oldest one is the boy; he's six. The younger one is four. She has no father, but she feels as if most of the time she feels as if the non father part. She feels as if she's been playing the role of two. And that's just a feedback of what she's been going through. So she kind of asking us like, oh, how does parenting affect you guys?
0: Can you repeat the question one more time, please? That was, that <laughs> that was a long, long question.
1: question.
0: <laughs> so, how, so basically, how do we feel or one feel with having to do both jobs and not having the other person present?
1: No, that's not the question. It's basically it's like, how does the parenting that you experience? So basically, um, your mom and dad. How does it affect you? Oh, uh, Yeah, so basically it's like parenting in general, just parenting. Like what are some side effects that you might have or some effects that you had from maybe a lack of a parent? Like maybe you grew up, like for me, an example, I grew up without a father. So how does it affect me and how would it affect my parenting once I start raising a child or maybe I do have raised a child? What is like things such as that? Like, um, what is some, or like for you, it would be Marco, like, cause you have a daughter, right? What are some things your parents kind of like parented you to and what you notice that you also apply that to your own daughter as well. Mm,
0: like okay. kind of what you learn. Yeah. Okay. I see. So yeah. So I was, my parents, they're not split up. I have both of them. Um, I do have a daughter where I do co-parent with my ex um, but I personally feel that, uh, she doesn't put in as much effort as she should. So then i f- sometimes I do feel I pick up a bit more slack and it's kind of, I guess I, it may, like, that's just how I feel, but I may, like, you know, I may be wrong. I may be right, but my daughter, she's definitely way more attached to me than she is to the mom. Um, the way my parents raised me, they were really strict, um. Well, I told myself when I was younger, when I, when I ever have a kid, I'm never going to raise my kid like the way they kind of raised me. Um, I told myself that I'll be strict. I'll be a better parent. Um, and the way that I'm raising my child now is uh, I'm not like strict as my parents were with me. Um, I'm not really strict with her. I'm just more fair with her. Like if she wants some one thing, um, she kind of has to earn it. I'm not just going to give it to her like that or just... Uh, did like what my parents did? Straight up belt <laughs> if you misbehaved. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. With her, I, I just I'm just Shit, fair. You got with a her.
1: Belt? I got a bamboo. I got I, sh- I had everything known to man. Hey, I got nerds. everything. Same here. Fucking electrical cords. All right, sorry, go on.
0: So yeah, with with my daughter, I just I'm just fair with her. If she want like if she wants one thing and she starts crying over something, then I'll tell her if she if she's gonna be. A good girl, then she'll get rewarded and she'll get you know what she wants. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if she's not going to behave, then she's not going to get anything. So I'm just like fair with her, and then I try to cheat, teach her uh, you know from right right from wrong and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's just that's just my experience, I guess. Don't know what else to say.
3: Yeah, with me like growing up, I didn't have a father when i was like 16 so i don't really really remember much but from the way like what he did and me learning through um his mistakes basically is i it's basically he had like gambling problems so i was like i try to avoid gambling and like i don't like gambling and if I ever had a kid because I don't have kids, um, I also want my kids to have like the freedom. Like if they want to learn stuff or like do sports in school or whatever, I would be fully supportive of them for that. Because both my parents like that, I, I didn't get to do much when gr- growing up. Like I wanted to learn martial <laughs> art, but like they think I want to learn it to go fight people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> and like I, I wanted to do sports but they think it's too dangerous so I couldn't do that and so growing up I was kind of limited so taking from that experience to when I, when I have a kid like I want them to learn if they're interested in anything um, I want to give them that opportunity even if they end up not liking it and just ditching it it's fine but I also want to um, ingrain in them that like you can't just give up Mm. like at least try it to the point where you know you don't like it not because it's hard but because you're not actually interested in it then then that's fine if you give up but if it's you give up because it's too hard then i won't accept
0: that Mm. yeah you know now that you you bring that up it kind of that brought a couple points for my end um, growing up, too, with my parents, they pretty much told me, like, oh, a lot of this is bad and you shouldn't do any of this. So me, how I'm going to be with my daughter, I'm not going to be as strict as her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be a bit more open. I, uh, like, I'll, if she wants to try things, I, like, obviously, I'm going to teach her, you know, to have good judgment within things. Yeah. If she, f- if she has this instinct where something is not right, then she should know she shouldn't do it Yeah, I'm not gonna tell her you know this is bad 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 like just go down a whole list and just tell her that everything's bad yeah cause obviously I mean that's how you learn too is, as you grow up is, is you sudden. have
3: to learn from your mistakes too yeah
0: so that's why like I'm not me I'm not gonna raise my child like that or I want I want her to experience things and let, let her learn from it and also I want her to come to me and ask me questions yeah that's what I want. Um, and then another thing too with like parenting, um not that this this is going on with my ex because she we we co parent, like I said, but I've seen people where when they one parent just walks out of their life, that's one thing I could never comprehend at all. Yeah. And that's one of my fears is um so basically back in Guatemala I have like uncles where they've had kids with multiple women and they just kind of like leave the woman with the kids or kids and then they go off with someone else and then they like raise they don't, they
3: don't even talk mm. to the kids
0: anymore after that too um so yeah let me get to that so they they'll go off and they'll go off to like another they'll get a girl and start another family and stuff mm-hmm. but one of my uncles specifically he he kind of did that but he still kept in touch with his kids however he wasn't ever really in their lives as much yeah because my cousins don't see him as a father they still talk and stuff and like i've seen in pictures from facebook and stuff because that's how i keep in touch with my family from guatemala um they'll take pictures of like they're out like drinking and having a good time yeah but i remember one time my cousin made a father's uh, happy father's day post but it was intended towards his mom hmm. saying that how she basically took positions for both roles as a father and a mother yeah and just off of that i can feel they kind of resent their father mm-hmm. and that's for me that's one of my fears is is i don't want my kid to resent me later up when she's when she's older um because obviously she she means the, the world to me and i care for her and i want to raise her right and i'm all no matter what i'm always going to be there for her and like i said I, like when, whatever mistake she causes i want to i want her to come to me and ask me but for me, that's just one of my fears, so that's why I can never comprehend how like people could just walk up and leave like that.
3: Yeah, because it's like, do they did they really care about you? Right, and whatnot. Like, my father left us, but he still tried to stay in contact with us. But but, like, I know over time that it's just all lies. Yeah. So, I over time I'm like, I see that as like it's not really because he actually cares about me. It's more like. He only contacts me if he needs money, so it's kind of like a selfish thing on his mm-hmm. end. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I why. To say that's that's why over time I'm just like, yeah, I don't see that like he cares for me as, as as like a son, and that we're blood. So it it was easier for me to cut him off after finding out all that. Like it it hurts, but like I he's still he's still my father, but I I can't accept him as like my father like he gave birth to me and like that's something i i accept but as like a father and everything i can't have him in my life again
0: yeah yeah see that's like my fear with my daughter but i know it won't be like that but even though even then i there's still some of that bit of fear in me yeah but like no matter what like when she's older I still want I'm still going to have that relationship with her like if when if I reach when I reach out to her it's because I truly care and want to know how she's doing mm-hmm. Um, if she wants advice if she needs help that's why I, you know that'll be reached you know that's why I want to maintain that relationship there. but that's just one of my fears as her with her as she gets older
3: I think that I think that's how our parents um felt too like having that kind of fear yeah but I, I don't know that's just like us thinking that. Well, for you, you have a daughter, so you, you can like um, you, you can.
0: Uh...
2: I think it's more scarier for you, yeah, <laughs> than, yeah, than the rest of us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it is
0: like I have that fear that like maybe like one day <clears> she'll <should throat> just resent me. For whatever reason, but I, I I don't you know, that's why. And the other thing too, it's like I can't. See myself leaving her behind because it wouldn't be fair for her, and then I know that's if I were to leave up, just get up and leave, and then like lose contact, and then come back years later, and then get try to like reach out again. Yeah. Then not that definitely for sure there will be that resentment, but um, just doing something like that, I I can't comprehend when people do it, and I just can't I can't leave her behind because it's 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 be it would be so unfair for her, and fucked up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat right now. Um, my dad recently left the family. Um, and the reason why, it's because he fell out of love with my mom. So it, it's a little bit different from both of you. But um, the, the thing about me in this situation is that I'm I'm mature about it to the point where I understand why he left. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm not mad or sad. I'm more disappointed, um, but again, I can understand why, and it's because you know, you sometimes people just stop loving somebody, you know. Yeah. Especially after so long, um, they they actually they worked their asses off to raise me and my two other brothers, and uh, they taught us a whole bunch of life lessons. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of glad that it happens now more than. Like years ago, yeah, when, we when we were, we were all were young. younger. yeah. Because I feel like this sort of situation, uh, two parents being split apart, is more traumatizing to children that are younger. Whereas if you're if you're mature, you you know you have some basis on oh, you know I I see why they're doing it, and unfortunately there's really nothing much you can do about it. Yeah, it's that's something that you know your mom and dad have to talk about it. Like yeah, you, you can kick and scream all you want, but th- it, at the end of the day it's their decision. Yeah.
3: And as you grow older, like you know you can't force them to stay j- yeah. just for you guys because that's just being wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. Because like now you you're being selfish and you don't want their happiness. Yeah. So
2: and it's it's not like he left off on bad terms with me and my brothers. Um you know he's he, he's still there for us. Mm-hmm. And again, the only reason why he left is because he doesn't love my mom. Uh you know, why sleep in the same bed with someone that you don't like? Yeah. That's pretty much the way I see it. Um he's he's still around. He still contacts us. You know, we still think of him as our dad. Yeah. Cuz that's that's never going to change. But um yeah, that's that's what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, the not the other thing, too, that you mentioned about, like, the whole how your parents fell out of love. Mm-hmm. One thing I do want to tell my daughter, because my ex and I, we were together for six years, and then a few months after our daughter was born, that's when we broke up. Um, I was obviously heartbroken and whatnot. But when my daughter does get older, I, I will tell her that at some point that her mother and I were in love and whatnot. And I actually have this one picture that my ex didn't rip up and stuff. Uh, it's a picture of, of my ex and I. I went back when she was pregnant and we we're like dressed up. I'm like in a, in a tux and she's like in a fancy dress and you could see like her belly sticking out because she's probably like yeah. seven, eight months pregnant, I think. But mm. that picture, I still I saved it to give to my daughter when she's much older so that she'll know. And the fact that at some point we did love each other, but it just didn't happen to work out. Yeah. But I just want to give her that picture as a as a memory and. And whatnot so she'll always have mm-hmm
2: and and one of these days she's she will ask you like why are you a mom like not together or like you know yeah she's gonna she, happen
0: she's actually a lot smarter mm-hmm. than she looks for a three-year-old because back in the winter Um. <laughs> um my ex dropped off my daughter at my mom's and she my mom left to the kitchen to like get her breakfast like she's gonna give her cereal and then my mom, she hears she hears Mia crying and my mom's trying to figure out what why is she crying and my mom was thinking like if she got hurt or something so she's like checking her to see if she has any bruises Uh, nothing so she asked her she's like what's wrong and she said uh, mama and papi are not together so she was crying because she knew that the fact that we weren't together. Hmm. Um. So then my mom just tried to console her in any way that she could. And poor thing, she cried so much. She actually like fell asleep. Damn, um, man, that's heartbreaking. It is. It, it was heartbreaking because when my mom told me that, like that whole week, I just felt sad. Like I was f- almost depressed, but it was just mostly sad. And like the whole week, I just thought about Mia. Um, and then, like, later on that day when she woke up, she saw a picture. Um, this was back when Max and I were still together. We did, like, a Christmas photo shoot where it's, like, both of us and Mia. She's, like, in a little, like, Santa-type suit. Um, she saw that picture, and she's, like, yay. She's, like, was, like, Mom and Poppy are still together. And my mom's, like, yeah, see, I told you. Like, they still love you and this and that. But, yeah, that, that for me was, like, just really heartbreaking. But that's why I kept that picture uh, with my ex to give to Mia, so she'll know that we we did love each other. It's just it just didn't happen to work out. But no matter what, that both of us still love her.
4: I think for me, um, I'm like I ran to good parents because the way I was I was raised, you know, like they they really cared for me and and my sister, both of us. They they wanted to make sure that we're going to school. And, you know, studying as hard as we can. And even though like I I didn't get that far with, with school, I, I still, you know, at least tried. And they still gave me my freedom to like do whatever I wanted. If I wanted to play games, they'll they'll let me play games. You know? And then um if they knew that like something was bad for me, they'll they'll tell me about it. And I'm I'm like aware of it. I was aware of a lot of bad things when I was young. Did I do some bad things? Yeah, but I knew it. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. but but i knew it was bad but i didn't grow up to be like a bad person because i had like my dad and my mom that they taught me to know better mm-hmm. and then having at least having something like that when you're young is better when you're older because you know you know those things are bad some people don't have parents and and they're raised by someone else and they're raised to be that way yeah. and to talk a certain way you know um and, like, the the one thing I started to understand, like, obviously, like, now that we're all older, when we're young, right, we we wanted, like, a whole bunch of things. We wanted to be spoiled. We, we wanted, like, we wanted the PS2 that came out, and they're like, you can't get the PS2. You're like, and then now, now you understand why. It's because your parents had a lot of things to worry about, other payments that they had to do that, that you're just like, why can't you just buy me it, you know? And I and, and when, when I do get older, I want my kids like oh, as much as i want to spoil them i want them to understand that like you, you can't you like as much as you want to spoil them you, you have to like kind of keep it to a certain you gotta degree. back off a
2: little yeah, yeah. So,
4: so i don't think that they can always get what they mm-hmm. want to because yeah. obviously you want to give them everything but you have to teach them like 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 discipline
0: like, that, that's how i feel with yeah. me sometimes well there's there's a like once in the blue moon i will spoil her but whenever she wants something i, I make i tell her she has to earn it mm-hmm. yeah
4: because, because when, yeah, especially like, just to say, like, um, school, right? If, if you do well on your grades, um, they'll, you'll give them something as a reward. And so, and that sometimes your kids they end up doing that. They end up getting all A's. And, and, and if they don't get the A's, you take something away from them for, for like a while, for a little bit. And then they'll try to work hard for it again and then they get it back, you know? And uh, yeah, it sounds bad because you're, you're like, you know, I wouldn't say you're controlling your kid, but, like, you you know, you, you want them to improve as a person. You don't want them to, like, fail in school, you know, because you only have that one chance.
0: You want them to be better than you yeah. when you were at their age.
4: Exactly.
3: Yeah, and sometimes you have to do things as, even though it hurts, you have to do that f- um, to better them.
4: Yeah, you, you have you have to discipline your kids, but you also have to give them, like, the freedom, too. Because, like, like, we, as kids, also had our freedom. Mm -hmm. We got to do whatever we want. Like our parents didn't get to do whatever they want. They didn't get to play games. They didn't get to like. Um, they didn't have the technology like we had, you know. And now our kids, um, when we get older, they're gonna have all this technology, and we got to be kind of careful to give them all this technology. You still want them to enjoy outdoors. Like, hey, go play outside, like Mm -hmm. with me, you know. Like, don't don't get them all wrapped up with tech. I'm I'm gonna make sure my kid is not always wrapped up in technology. If they want to play basketball. Like, like, go ahead, play play basketball. You want to go to the gym later on? Go ahead, <laughs> you know. As
3: and just do things as a family together as yeah. they grow up. Because, like, when we were kids, it's well, as kids in general, like, it's easy to they they're they're malleable. Anything you teach them, it's ingrained into them until they grow up. So, if you teach them the wrong way, they'll grow up thinking that, and they'll do things wrong. If you teach them the right way and like tell them, this is, this is good, this is bad. You shouldn't do this, and whatnot. They'll grow up doing exactly that.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I think I think the one things the one thing I want to teach like my kids when they get to like like out, out of high school is is stuff to start working on early, um, as in like f- like financial stuff. Like just just start this, start slow. If you like open your credit um um start on stocks I'll give you like 500 dollars and you can use this 500 to kind of learn play around with it a little bit and then just let them learn on its mm-hmm. own
3: teach them about the real world after
4: and, yeah teach them about the real t- teach them about things that weren't taught to you in in high school like 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 if someone built their credit starting 18 and they just take it slowly and and when they reach 23 24 like their their credit score it's gonna be really good because you know, they start working on it when they were young, and those are like little things that that you just teach them. Cause like I I kind of wish like my mom, my dad kind of taught me that. But I should have known that already. But but you know,
3: school um, didn't prepare us for that.
4: School doesn't prepare you for that.
3: You wish you grew up like that.
4: I don't know. I'm doing. I'm doing fine. I'm doing great <laughs> now. You know, all all my yeah. shit is great now. But I'm I'm just saying, if 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 I started that, I would be a lot more ahead. Where I am now a lot more ahead yeah like way more ahead because um, there's there's a lot of people um, that's around that age um, that that hasn't done it yet like they're they're 23 24 they still haven't started and then I like other 18 year olds like they they already they started to do that already
3: yeah like even during high school like some of our friends already started working and like having their own cars well, we didn't have cars at the time. We didn't even have uh, our own debit card or credit card. But some of them already had that because they lived differently.
1: I was using that as an example because he grew up learning about all that stuff early. He's, busy. He's 21 now, but he knows how credit works. He stays above 700. His limits are always below half. Everything's paid off. He knows how to save money at the same time balance out his um, spending. His spending. He is selfish, but he's selfish because he knows to take care of himself first. Because no one's gonna take care of you if you can't like take care of yourself first. Then he can take care of other people. He's exposed to like all that stuff. He's he was taught. Pretty much everything um, at a very, very early age in condition to what is a liability and what's an asset, such as like having a dog like a dog he understands now that it's a dog is a liability. it's not an asset. So he pays attention to things such as that. So that's what I was saying is like kind of like that, you know what I mean So yeah he's he's groomed the correct way. So, and he's a good example of parenting because he that is like everything that I learned. Um, I taught him and taught him all my mistakes of what I fucked up on. So, that's that's my experience when it comes to parenting. He's like a spitting image of what I wished I was like new, and now he gets to live it. He has his car is paid off, he doesn't have any car payments, he knows about car payments. But he can fix most of the stuff himself because he learned how to fix it himself. He's he's a great. If he was my child, he would he would he's a great child. He's a great child.
3: To a certain extent.
1: To a certain extent, <laughs> he's a little bit of a badass like I am. But you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> but parenting, right? You guys all set? I'll get into mine's, but mine's gonna holy shit. You might need a fucking damn couch for this, but I'll try to make it as short as possible.
4: Don't worry, I got a bed.
1: You got a bed. A mini bed. There Not was a man. A man. Yeah, there was a man. He used to exist in this world. Once upon a time, he was admired by all. He was clever. He was really funny. But mostly clever. He was really good at money and understanding how money works. He's manipulative. He knows how to talk to you without even you like forcing you to make the decision. He'll make it seem like you made the decision yourself, but he kind of slowly persuade you to thinking it that way. He was clever as in like, he wouldn't even take ownership of where he did wrong. And if he does take ownership of when he does anything wrong, most people believed as if like they had some part of it too. So they let him get away with it. He was admired and a role model by many people. He had so many girls that he, that was chasing after him. Or lovers, really. He had so many lovers that was chasing after him. But no one ever batted an eye because everyone always understood. Because everyone loved him. Everybody. That even if he did, had so many girls chasing after him. They didn't see as if it was wrong. I was the son to that guy. That's my dad. That's the man that existed. So when it comes to parenting, I believe my father left me when I was about eight, give or take, but I was never raised by him. I was raised by the guy that I just spoke about a minute ago. I was raised by the guy who raised him, my grandfather, which is his father. My grandfather created him. But my grandfather saw the mistakes that he made with my father and wanted to make sure that I would never grow up to be like him, but wanted to be better than him. So I was groomed by my grandfather at an early age, since basically since I was born, to become like a better version of my father. Um. I think the part when he left my mother um, was the part that I... I understand, because my father cheated, obviously. It, It never really came as a surprise, because there was so many girls chasing after him. I learned about denial, too, at the same time. Like, my mother was in denial. Like, she didn't believe it until she finally caught him when I was eight. You know, but everyone had always spoken about how he was with other girls. Everyone, including my uncles, my aunts, and all that stuff. And even my aunts had a crush on him. I believe she even told me. I met some of my aunts who even dated him. And I was just shocked how everyone, including my siblings, even accepted him. But I always thought it was money that bought my siblings over. Because my father spoiled the hell out of my family. Except for me. Which I will bring up later um, in the story. This, this guy... You know, he he was like this like God like being, but I was never raised by him or even really like or never really like he took the time to be a father, which is very important um, for the next part that I'm going to say when it comes to parenting was because with all that being said of how he was, he was never a father. Which was what I said to him during his deathbed when he was dying when I was about to be 18 years old. No, I was 18. I'm sorry. I was 18 years old already. Um, was because I did respect him. I did like thought like he really is this great person that everyone says that he is. And I knew that he really was a very smart individual. However, as a father, he ne- he wasn't. He was never there for me. Everything that I was raised and groomed, and all that stuff. So my gran- my grandfather passed away when I was about, uh, like, almost 12, 13 years old. So after that, not having a father figure, my mother was the one raising me. However, she was, I guess you can kind of say traumatized by the side effects of my father cheating. And she was stuck raising four kids, including me, by herself. Um, and it wasn't easy. I mean, thank God she did it in America because there's a lot of like government assist program to help her, such as like mass health and food stamp and all that stuff to help her. But it doesn't mean that she was going to be an OK woman that like raising four child on your own wasn't easy. But of course, I was too dumb to even see that I gave. I I honestly drove my mother to hell. I really did. I drove her enough for her to got. To the point when I was about 15 and 16 years old for her to kick me out. Because she thought, like, oh, you know, like, you're you're probably going to get shot one day. Because I was affiliated with gangsters in in the city of Lowell, which was, the crime rate was extremely high. And I didn't have a father to tell me that going down that route was horrible. My mother just, she barely had time for me. So she just said, yeah, I'm, I'm done. She just basically said, I'm done. We went to a court one day. The court says, you know what, we'll lock him up. And my mom just said, good, take him. That was it. So the court took me in, put me in juvenile jail. And I was like basically locked up and kicked out of my house a little bit actually before my 17th birthday, give or take. I got an early release. Then I actually changed myself up. That's a different story for another thing. And but all this without a father, my father was still alive. Like, when this was all happening, because he divorced my mom when I was eight, when this was all happening, um, while my mother lived in a project home, um, raising four kids by herself, and going through a series of stepfathers that I never accepted as fathers, I never got close to any of them. Um, I, My dad, at the exact same simultaneous time, he lived in a city called Drake, which is right next to us, but it was like a higher end. And he lived in a million-dollar home. It was over a million-dollar home. He had a BMW. He had a GMC. He had a Mercedes for his my stepmother or his somewhat wife. And he bought his son an Audi. His Sorry, his stepson an Audi. He bought my brother six cars because my brother kept changing cars like shoes. He spoiled the hell out of the firstborn child. Which is, which is his grandson, which is my older sister's son. And my younger sister was designer closet. Like, her closet was filled with designers, left and right. Me, however, he never gave me, not even an ounce of, like, money. Or, which is not entirely true, because I will bring that part up. Um, but he never gave me an ounce of attention either. Ever. Ever. He never picked me up when my like, when he came and picked up my siblings and to spend some time, even though he was on child support. He never picked me up, never gave me attention. There was this one time where I actually did, did reach out to him one time, and I asked him for a loan for $300 because I was short to buy college books. I was behind, and so I asked him for a $300 loan to buy college books. He, he handed it to me. It was the first thing he had ever given to me. Um, I promised him, because I was working at the time. Um, I was working at CVS as a pharmacy tech. That I would give it back to him in a week. Which was possible, because I was working anyhow. The week that I went back to him, and I handed him the $300. He asked me for an additional $20 to try to teach me about interest. I was so mad. Because I was clever enough. I was already in college. I was clever enough to even know how interest works. I was so mad that I handed him the $20 and never again asked him for money. During his deathbed, there was so many things that were said. During his deathbed, I brought up that story. And I told him I couldn't understand how I was the only one out of the four that made it into college and graduated high school. And you couldn't even help me with $300 to help me pay for my college books. But you would buy my step-siblings cars and my brother six cars and my sister designer bags and designer clothes. But me asking for a $300 loan for college, you wanted it back just to teach me about interest. And I told him that was the last time I ever asked for his help. And I told him I was upset because I was the only one who ever even made it to college. And there was a bunch of things. I talked to him about the time how he never picked me up. Like, why couldn't he be a father? See this amazing person that everyone put on a pedestal. I I saw it. Yeah, he, he really is clever. He really is. The saddest part that I will admit is that I grow more and more like him every single day. Even though I was never around him. My personality trait just so happened to be like him. On his deathbed, he told me, he because he had the same respect for the guy who raised me, which was his dad and my grandfather. was my grandfather's wishes to never, ever, ever let him teach me or raise me to be around me. Because my grandfather's worst dream was that I was going to grow up to be like him. And I told him that even if grandpa really did say that, I only just wanted a father. But he couldn't do that. He couldn't find it in him to do it, because he wanted to follow his dad's um, belief. And I told him, "It's like I think you just wanted the easy route, and not watch another kid." That was it. And I was the one who grew up the best out of everyone. And he asked me if I ever hated him. I remember telling him because he was dying. I had nothing. I had no reason to lie to him. He was dying, and uh, from cancer. And I told him I respected you as a person. I really do believe that you really are a very smart individual. You really are. But as a father, I hated you. You, you were never a father. And that, I'll tell you. Man, I, I really did. Um, there were moments in my life. After he passed away, there was, there was... I mean, he said other things, too, during my deathbed. I believe one of the most recent thing that kind of brought up to my life, which kind of affected me to this day, seeing how this has to do with parenting... Was that my dad told me that he had always loved me. But he said that I was the hardest one to love. That I'm really hard to love. I got mad that he said that. And at first, I didn't really let that click in. Until I heard my exes said the same thing. When my exes told me that I'm really, really hard to love. That it's hard to make me happy. And it like when they told me that, it just reminds me back to my dad. When he said the same thing when he was dying at his deathbed. And I just, I had this like deep emotional thing inside of me that I felt as if maybe I wasn't built for love. And I thought there was something wrong with me that maybe I'm just not designed to be loved or loved easily. And that's that's something that I, I kind of noticed that when it comes to parenting as well, that I do lack a lot. I, I don't know if it was, I guess you can kind of be, not being stereo, stereotypical, but stereotypical is that I, I notice I'm, I'm really bad at showing my emotions when it comes to like telling people I'm proud of them or, or, or motivating people and stuff like that. I guess that's a side effect for my parenting that I don't really show so much emotion um, from it. So one of my goals from being a uh, I guess you can kind of say you hear stories about girls with daddy issues. But I guess you, I guess you can say we're boys with daddy issues. So one of my issues is that I kind of want to live my life in someone else's shoes. And I do that to the people who I kind of raise as well. Like I do have a niece that I raise as well, who is kind of exactly like my daughter because she doesn't have a father figure. I'm her, I'm one of her only father figures. And then I have that as well. Um, and somewhat of my friends as well that I kind of teach him almost like a father figure as well. And I kind of like relive my life in someone else's shoes. And to me, being a father is that one one of my goals in life that I kind of took on is that I wanted to beat him in every single aspect that he was always good at. I wanted to beat him when it came to money because he was really great with money. I wanted to beat him at being like admired because he was always admired, but I wanted to be admired for the right reason. He was admired, but he was very disloyal. Um, He was like he in, in his defenses, if what he would say is that he loves so many, but he just doesn't have the heart to like be loyal to one. Um, To me, seeing the side effects from my mother it's why I wouldn't really put a girl through that. And me being my experience of being cheated on and seeing the side effects of people who do cheat and stuff like that, that to me is so self-explanatory. If you're not happy, you just leave or uh, cheating is just not the answer to everything. It's, it's the most horrible excuse I had ever heard um, or I had ever heard from one of my exes is that she felt as if cheating was the only way to break us up was the only way not talking to me and telling me that she had feelings for someone else not talking to me that she think that maybe she's happier with someone else or anything like that to her the bestest way to end our relationship because she was unhappy was to cheat you know and it was the same solution that my dad had and people were okay with it and when I hear that people are okay with it I still can't put two and two together if you're not happy you should just leave and that's that's one of the parenting things that I've kind of grow up to be. Of course, in a happy little world, I want children or my children, really, to be raised by both original parents, right? Because it's because I lack that, but at the same time, I've changed it to no matter what happens, I will beat my father in being a father, regardless if I have children or not. Because, yeah, I don't have children right now, but I do have some that I raised as childrens um so that's the side effect of parenting of growing up without a father and yeah it affects me to this day one of the bestest way i can say that it affects me is that like i think i was at this moment in my life where i didn't really have much to live for anymore or wanted to breathe or find a reason to breathe like why am i fucking going to work just to pay off my bills and then retire at 65 and then rinse and repeat and chase this whole entire american dream have children or anything like that because i was I just went through a really bad breakup. Relationship went shit. Um, I had, like, no goals or anything like that. You know, I was so close to pulling the trigger and becoming suicidal. And the only thing that kept me going was the fact that I did make a promise as one of my goals. Is that I'm going to beat this motherfucker at being a father. Because there's no way I'm going to make someone else go through that as well. And that kept me alive. So, I guess that's one bright side. Stuff like that. I can keep going about him. But. I think that's as much as I'll go. When it comes to. That guy. That yeah. That's guy. more than enough. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that was beautiful. I cried
0: a little.
1: That. That. That was like what I really. You know how. That's what I really feel about him. Yeah. I know. I, I never will.
0: Yeah. Like. Just hearing your story. Just like. Makes me wonder how Mia. Will think and feel when she's older about me and her mom. The
1: same as Kaylee. I am Kaylee's only father figure, but Kaylee knows there are people who exist that will never give up on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I definitely don't give up on, on her. Yeah. I, like I said, I can definitely feel like she's way more attached to me because, like, for example, um, I've noticed, um, e- like, um. sometimes I wake up early, like really early morning and I'll get up and shower and get ready for my day. But there's times where I'll shower like later at night. And both times, like she's knocked out, like she shouldn't be awake. And I think she senses that I'm not there in the room because uh, by the time I get out of the shower, I see her waiting in the living room crying her balls mm-hmm. out. Like her eyes out, crying her eyes out. And like she's, her eyes are just balling. She's like, the, like the area on her eyes are so red she's like I couldn't find you I lost you and I'm like I'm okay like I pick her up and I hug her and I just like place her in the bed and I'll get dressed
1: I've had difficult moments like that
0: yeah so like there. she can definitely sense when I'm not in the room especially when she's like in deep sleep like she mm-hmm. shouldn't wake up She somehow manages to wake up and sense that I'm not there um
1: I had difficult moments with kids like that too so yeah I know what you mean like my kid is well she's not my kid but biologically but she's 13 now but there are moments where it's kind of like kids are so difficult sometimes yeah you you if you have the easy route and you want to quit and just not raise them some people will do that you know I, i can understand that i've been there like i've been there like of course i didn't have a significant other when it comes to kaylee I didn't have a significant other, but there are times where I wish that kid didn't, like, I guess you can kind of say be clingy or loved me so much or looked up to me because she was so difficult. And then to her solution is that, like, you know, when shit hits the fan, she she will call me, you know, or, or, or she will, like, run to me when, when shit goes bad or when she's just being difficult. And I'm fighting against her about something that she believe in is right and I believe in that it's wrong, right? It's a child is difficult. And at times I just you get so frustrated because of the the amount of expectation I've set for her because I raised her as like I didn't raise her to be like this, you Mm -hmm. know, and I can understand why my father was like. He was so angry at us, like raising such a stubborn child such as me. I have a very stubborn child too, Kaylee. She's she's very stubborn, you know and but it's a it's, it's something i created i raised her to be like that but I, there are things that i do not agree upon with her and but at the exact same time the, even though quitting is the easy route these 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 father or mother like why they would take the easy route i can understand 100 percent. if there's a way you can just walk away from it oh, of course it is hard but it's the it's the pressure Regardless if you're a child or not, it's the pressure. Because to me, it's like, I, I understand that a relationship, regardless if it's with a child, with your friends, with your family, anyone at all, it's how you resolve a problem is what makes and break your relationship. Because if you're the type to kind of sweep everything under the rug and then you just let it ball up and it cracks later, of course, your shit's going to blow up, you know? Or if you don't talk about it and resolve it together, right? Of course, your relationship will last long, right? Because of like your relationship will last long because you're trying to resolve it together. But if you're the type to kind of just not want to resolve issues with anyone, your significant other, your child or anyone at all, that will determine how your relationship will be. Because as difficult as as Kaylee is, right, or no matter how difficult she is. And there's times when I just want to, like, just want to quit being her, her you know, the, the father figure that she is. Um, I force myself to resolve it. Even if I do not like it or I do not like some of the things she will pick and choose in her life, I, I, I stick by her no matter what. And it, it's the same with a relationship with your significant other. Because if you're with someone who's not good at resolving conflicts, um, then your relationship's doomed from the start. Yeah,
0: yeah i get that i can agree so, with that so
1: mm-hmm. to me it's like you know no offense actually you know i don't even care whether you do get offended but like fuck you for the people who don't want to learn how to fix a situation and take the easy route out
0: that or just act as if nothing ever happened and never address it because that's just that's just going to build up on the other person yeah. and then sooner or later it's mm-hmm. just going to explode yeah and come
1: because up. because no matter what i would never i would never give up my child to someone else yeah i would never
0: no
3: and if you give up it's like that's when like the the kids and like even if it's not just the kids and let's say your significant other they know that's like oh, okay you're not gonna put in the effort to try to work things out and that you're just gonna give up that's why part of me when i want to have like to teach my kids not to give up And like to try their best to know, figure things out what they like and what they don't like, and instead of like not struggle through that, you know, and like not give up. I want them to learn that. Yeah, especially to kids, they can tell. Like, if you give up on them, that's why that's why Mia is so attached to you, Marco, because you are there more than her mom is. Yeah, you're there for her a lot, and she see she can feel that. And that's why she loves you so much more.
0: Yeah, da- I can defer. Dec- I can defer. my feeling less. It's feeling less. No, um, I can definitely, um, yeah, sense that. But you know, at the same time, I kind of want to give the, the mom the benefit of the doubt and believe that she's doing her part as well. But I've, and the other thing too that I've thought about is like, uh, like if I were to. You know, end up in a relationship with someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm never gonna give up on my daughter. I'm never gonna like just brush her to the side and just forget about her and then start a whole new family with someone else. Like, I definitely, I always tell myself that that I'm never gonna do that because I've been through a lot whilst taking care of Mia, and also through those times, I definitely learned a lot about myself and as well I also learned a lot about love through her Mm -hmm. so I definitely like I feel like I owe her a lot so that's why like I I could I'm never gonna give up on her or just walk out of her life without an explanation yeah cause I I could never like I said I can't bring I can't see myself doing that and like I don't understand how some people can actually do that either like it's just for me that's one thing that I could one logic sense of logic it's
1: the easy route out. yeah
0: like (laughs) Like you can explain it to me like in so many ways, I would still n- will not be able to comprehend that.
1: I, no, I, think of it this way: it's like it's I, I, as fucked up as it may sound. Abortion, most people want to do an abortion because a child's a lot; they don't want to take that. But to them, it's like if I if the child's born already, right? They're like, oh, I could just pass it to this, you know, pass it to you, Marco. You know what I'm saying? It's like they'll just pass it to you. They're like, I don't really have to deal with her like marco's gonna handle the health insurance the where she's going to school we'll pick her up from school and stuff like that it's like oh yeah fucking of course i'll, I'll pass into mark i do I, I can just go and live my life and fucking yolo and still get to enjoy my life yes they're gonna do it get it y- you get it yeah it's like someone's telling you i'll babysit your kid for you you just go and do you yeah of course they're gonna be like yeah sure you know so that yeah. that's why yeah really. i mean
0: yeah her mom definitely does that like she was the one that got Mia into like school this past year Um, the spoon she was the one that got her into school and she has her on her health care and all this and that so she's definitely putting some effort I definitely feel like she can do better that's just how I feel but again I just give her the benefit of that just to be fair Yeah. yeah
1: I feel for me it's like when it comes to child I feel the truth is the one of the hardest things that I have when it comes to Kaylee so I've raised Kaylee to be very truthful with me. I've raised her. It took me a while, right? I wanted her to be that way, to be very truthful to me, and she she really is. I I swear to God, no matter it it's it's hard. I didn't think it would be hard, but shit, it is really hard that she's very truthful to me. She's she's thirteen years old, but she will tell me about her boyfriends. Thirteen years old. I think about you know it's it, you know what? A lot of people would say, that. oh, that's horrible. You shouldn't have your kid date at 13 years old. Like, well, you know what? Fuck you. Listen, when you were 13 years old, when you were in middle school, the fuck were you doing? Fucking around, sending crush letters and stuff like that and learning about love. Yeah, kids do that. And kids grow up quick as fuck nowadays. Yeah. Right? And uh, yeah, of course, I, of course, I sure as hell don't want my kid to grow up dating at like 13 years old. You know? But you're but- preparing them to know... Yes, so that's exactly. See, see, here's the thing that like I raised her to be is that I teach her, and warn her, not it's not so much so as like don't do this, but it's more the fact that it's like hey, when you do do this, right, look out for this and look out for this, watch out for this, and then Kaylee, you know, my 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 kid, she she tells me about. Her boyfriends and 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 thoughts and I had to think like what's a thirteen year boy, thirteen years <laughs> old boy thinking at this age or what's a fourteen or fifteen years old boy thinking at this age you know and I had to put myself in that shoe, and then of course I'm against it like I want my kid to date you know and stuff like that you know but it's like at that age but to her it's to us is kid love and whatnot, but she's so open and honest with me. And i raised her to be that way, that it's like it's it's difficult to bite to hear all that stuff, but at the exact same time it's what I asked her for. It's like, do not lie to me. You'll be more in trouble if you lie to me. And and she raised she also knows that like um to be more honest with me, because she knows I I will punish her her punish her less. I'll punish her less when she tells me the truth. And but now she's at the point where I'm almost like her older brother. She treats me like her older brother. Like she'll tell me things that, you know, um, I'm not gonna say it in a podcast, but she'll tell me things that like you're not supposed to tell your parents, but she'll tell me. And she asks for guidance. Like, what well, how should I do this? Or what should I watch out for this? Or what do you what is this right? Or um or just things that like she'll have towards her aunt and uncles and cousins and she'll just tell me. Um like straight up one-on-one in person and it's i have a very very open and honest relationship with my niece she texts me she calls me she facetimes me every day and yes it it is bad but at the same time because there are things that you do not agree upon but you know i i've actually learned to love that it's like when, when she gets older it's like she's always gonna run up and talk to me and tell me, he's like, you would not believe what this fuckboy did that I fucking fell for, dad. Well, sometimes she slips and calls me dad. But like, you know, and then I was like, oh, your dumbass fell for it. All right, what do you do? Let me take notes. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like things like that. Well, but
3: sometimes when, when we find out, like, how the hell do you know what a fuckboy is?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. She told me about it, but they have a completely different, different definition, those middle schoolers. But. You know, it's but it's it's. I love that because here's the here's the thing. I didn't had a very open and honest relationship. I wish my mother and dad talked to me about things, but they just didn't open up so easily. So I've mastered it and learned it to teach my kid. Hey, open up and talk to me more. I'm not gonna treat you any different. And that's that's one thing that I don't have a fear of. Mm-hmm. at all that I'm I'm like I'm happy about stuff like that the open and honest part I mm-hmm. believe Jay has some thoughts about open and honest conversation what I do No, it's, <laughs> it's more like what your dad didn't say to you and he told you last minute
2: oh about why he
1: left Wait, more like how he left oh how and he left like, oh, that's like, yeah that's true so like,
2: I, I, yeah I don't think I touched up on this but um the I was disappointed in him because of the way he left. Um, so on the day that he left, he actually told us that he had, he got an apartment without telling anybody literally the day that he left. (laughs) Yeah. He told, he told us that he had an apartment ready and he was just grabbing his stuff. And then that's it. He's leaving the day of the day of. Yeah. And it, that it shocked me. I was, I was definitely speechless a little bit. Yeah. Um, and uh, it it wasn't after he left when I started to realize like yeah he was becoming very distant. He would always come home from work and just watch TV, and not say a word to anybody. And he would he would only he would always be on YouTube listening to like sad Spanish songs. But he never opened up to you. Never opened up. He didn't say a word to anybody. It's no. like he didn't want
1: to communicate. Like he was done. Marco, whoa. Hmm? how do you plan on tackling this? explaining about the split between you and your baby mama when Mia gets to the understanding age. I'm just curious because I don't, like, you know.
0: I mean, I'll definitely tell her our history. I'll definitely tell her, you know, how it all started and what 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 happened in the end. I'll definitely be honest with would her. Would you sugarcoat it? No, I don't think I would. Because
1: I... Like for me, I'm just I'm just saying for an example, I wouldn't want my I wouldn't want like Mia, if she was my daughter to like hate her mom. I would try to kind of sugarcoat it.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, what, if, if when, when I tell her, like when I tell her, I say I'm not going to like paint the mom as the villain. Because no. uh, because in, in when I really think about it in the end, like the breakup really was um, mutual. It, it kind of was because when it happened, she 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 was the one that said that we should break up and I and I agreed with her. So, yeah, yeah, in a sense, it was mutual. But at the same time, uh, the cause of the breakup was we were both toxic, toxic to each other. Yeah. So, and and that's the truth. I mean, I honestly don't know uh, how my ex explains it to, to other people. I really don't care. Yeah. But when people ask me, I, I tell them that, that the relationship was toxic on both ends, that it that's what caused the breakup. So that's what I would just I would tell Mia because and when when I really break it down to details, um in my head that's what really happened. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't paint the mom as the villain or I wouldn't paint her as the hero. I would just you know may it, that's the truth. It it was toxic on both ends and that's what caused it. But I, I would, mean, yeah. but I would still tell her in the end that you know no matter what we still did at some at some points we did live love each other and it just didn't work out. And then I would tell her, too, that, you know, whenever she gets in a relationship, not to feel like the world is over, uh, you know, that, you know, you, you will feel down for some time. But no matter what, she'll always recover and bounce back up. So,
1: yeah, because sometimes people just don't work together.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I said, like whenever if she's old, when she's older. And she's in a relationship, I'll tell her, you know, if if a breakup ever happens, you know, it's just, the think, world is not over.
1: I believe that's some of the things we couldn't understand when we were younger. Well, I sure as fuck didn't. Well, I just, like,
0: I still
3: don't even know why my dad left. Yeah. He just I, up and left.
1: Yeah, like, I was going to say that, too. Like, I couldn't understand why people, like, hey, you have kids, why don't you work with each other? Like, why do you guys not fall in love? No, why don't you guys love each other anymore? I, I guess you can kind of say that was the one thing I sure as fuck couldn't understand when I was younger. And I can understand kids when they grow up that way, like why their parents couldn't stay together and kids trying to do the whole parent trap thing. I can understand that. Like because I was too stupid to kind of, not stupid, but wasn't educated in that. But now that I'm older, I can understand, oh yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work. I met people who had like five kids, yeah, five kids with someone and they'd split, you know? At the end of it and they they're both happy with their other significant others you know yeah and the kids are they grew up fine and stuff like that like I can understand that now but it took me a bit
2: yeah that's why I agree with the way uh, Marco and even UK are raising your kids is that um, you, you want to raise them to be problem solvers at an early age because sometimes you, they're not you're not gonna be there for them and they need
1: to figure out how to be you know, how to solve an issue. Yeah, I think I say that a lot to dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, that's the funny part. I, I don't say it to Kaylee, but I say it to dad a lot. I'm like that. I'm not going to be here fucking forever. You yeah. Got, you're mm-hmm. going to have to learn how to do all this without me. Yeah. I say that to him all the time. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always good to start them at an early age. And yeah, then he you're always, always looks at
1: me and goes, to... you're stuck with me for life. <laughs> that's what he <laughs> always
2: says.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, definitely. Like when Mia's older, I'm going to definitely teach her like a lot of things, how to do on her own. Um, Cause like I don't mean to bash on my ex, but like her growing up, like her parents kind of did everything for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she didn't know how to use a laundry machine mm-hmm. and a dryer. Oh, Just one time where she kind of fucked up my clothes. I don't even of-
1: think that wow. knows how to use a laundry machine. So like, <laughs> I don't think so like, so like the other thing too. So like
0: my parents taught that early on on how to do things like that. Um. So I'm I'm gonna do the same thing with Mia. I'm gonna definitely teach her early on. Like I'll teach her how to change an attire. Put in you know put in. The spare yeah. tire. Kaylee's mm. thirteen.
1: She knows how
0: to cook. Yeah, definitely. I was gonna te- say that
1: you should teach her how to cook yeah. more than anything. Yeah, Kaylee knows how to. Kids. Kaylee knows yeah. how to cook. She knows how to make noodles. Yeah. She knows how to make. Noodles. I'll have There's my, my mom teach her how to cook because I, I cook. can't
0: really cook that well, but stuff like basically like you know stuff that you should know that the school doesn't teach you. I'm definitely her stuff like that. Early on. So she'll be set for the rest of her life. Yeah.
1: Dad knows about cars. He's good at cars. Like, and yeah. He like doesn't know... Yeah. He's,
0: he's like, whatever go. I know about cars, I'll, I'll pass that knowledge on to Mia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll help her... What, you know, whatever she can diagnose in a car, she can figure that out. Yeah. Like,
3: it doesn't matter yep. if she's a girl. Yeah. If, if she knows things to help herself, if you're not there, that's even better.
0: Yeah. I'll definitely... I want to raise her to the point where she'll be very independent and she doesn't need to rely on anyone yeah
1: yeah i taught kaylee to be a problem solver yeah because now when she has problems she can't figure it out she'll turn to me yeah because my I, ex i think that's the one main thing i taught her the most My, my... Oh, i was gonna say i what what your child and not having that is like what would you what's the one main thing you want to teach your kid like for me it was like problem solving that's why they're open with me
3: I never thought of that because for me, without having a dad, I had to do everything myself. And like...
1: like, So independence?
3: Yeah. I I always want my kids to be independent, but also like whatever I said earlier too, where I want them to have the freedom to to do what they want to do. And like that way they learn through um, their failure and their mistakes. Hmm. That's something I've never got as a kid because I always wanted learn these new stuff, like martial art, do sports, but then I never had a chance to do that, so, so I don't be, even know. Be more independent. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, I never knew if I would be good
1: at it or not.
0: Yeah. yeah. Definitely want to teach Mia about boys and, like, what to watch out and stuff, because I don't want her yeah, to... Yeah, that's like, the most important do, part, especially if you have a Just do what, I, just do
1: what I did to do. Just fucking push him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely... <laughs> Cause like me, like I want to be so.
3: Don't be like one of the parents. Sorry, Marco, but don't be like one of the parents. Whereas, like if you you're trying to teach your kids how to swim, and just throw them in the in the pool. But, <laughs> that's because I did that to
0: you. <laughs> no. Like... <laughs> You'll be I, fine That's one thing I wanted to, I wanted her to do But uh, before COVID happened I wanted to uh, enroll her Into like swimming class So she can learn how to swim Because I don't know How to swim for shit mm-hmm. So if anything I would just throw her in the pool So if anything right She that. could save me If I'm drowning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No but I definitely Want to teach her Like a, like what to look out for Because I Like one thing too Is like I want to be so Overprotective over her But I know it's not
1: I mean, I gave her a life jacket. I mean, it's not like I put a life jacket on a Jay's dog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's unheard. That's unheard of. Um, <laughs> they don't
2: need <even laughs> life jackets. But I don't want to. I don't want her. I don't want her to be swim, too over right?
0: overprotective. Over, yeah, over um, so I'll definitely teach her on like what to look out for yeah. and what So she knows because I, w- I want her to be smart, which she already is. But I want her to be even smarter. Yeah, know what's right and wrong, and know what's right and, and wrong. To, look out to for. be very independent. To know, I want her to be able to do things on her own without having to be that dame in distress. Yeah, she know she doesn't need to rely on a guy because you know <laughs> what I said. Guys ain't shit. Why are you looking at me for? You fucking <laughs> what? I just happened to look in your direction. Oh, okay, but um, all jokes like, aside, though, you want to be the parents that's like too yeah.
3: controlling, where the kids end up hating you because you're you're just you don't let them do anything
0: yeah i mean too i don't i don't protective. hate my parents but like I, I do i understand i don't like the fact that they were very over controlling over yeah like,
3: my whole life i, understand I wasn't because able to they care about you yeah. and for your safety but it's like now you can't even live your childhood you're you're, you're mm-hmm. like as a kid you yeah. can't even live as a kid
2: yeah yeah so like, you can you can give them that freedom but you also have to explain to them that there there are consequences yeah If you, you know, if they fuck up.
0: Yeah, that's what I, that's what I definitely plan on doing with her. Because I want her to learn from mistakes. And then from those mistakes, I want, I I would like for her to come to me and ask for, like, advice and Mm -hmm. stuff. So then when later on, she can resolve it on her own. Yeah. Teach her how to be open-minded
3: and, like, just be open to you as a father. Yeah. And, like, how Kay taught Kaylee that, like, it's okay to tell me things. I won't judge you.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, because, like i would definitely tell her too you're you're better off just telling me the truth right instead of me finding out later on on my own because then you're gonna have then you're gonna be facing some real consequences Mm -hmm. as opposed to you just come out to me straightforward um you know you're not gonna get like punished worse you know yeah Uh, you know i'll be i'll be more happy for her if, if she just if she's just honest with me yeah all right guys um that wraps it up for this episode uh, thank you all to our listeners for tuning in every week, uh, giving us questions. Thank you to our very two special guests who were uh, laying down for a good amount of the time and <laughs> gave their their opinions. Susie so just gave the peace sign. So, um, yeah, as always, don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe if you're listening via YouTube. Don't forget to rate us through. Uh, we're on what is it? Google Podcast now. Yeah, we're we're now on Google Podcasts. Uh, so don't forget to to rate us and review us um share <laughs> Sorry. share it with your friends or people you, you think should uh have a listen um and as always stay gray Yep, yeah.
3: and uh thank you for that um was the two listener or the couple of listeners that like give us feedbacks on um like
2: two listeners
0: <laughs> oh, that that reminds me. Shout out to Costa Rica.
2: Yo, uh, we, we, we have had, we, listeners we, in Costa Rica. Yeah. What? But yeah, um,
3: for for the two listeners that like gave us questions and feedback on, um, like, just I guess do do a a short version of what we talked about on previous episodes so that you guys can stay up to date instead of finding it because I do know it is hard to like try to go back and like list try to f- figure things out what. We talked about in certain topics in like a two hours episodes, so it is hard. So yeah, we would uh, continue to do that, um, just to keep like a, a brief story or summary of it. So thank you for that, and um, for the people that saw case Instagram story recently.
2: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
3: This is a um, I dance master, nine thousand. <laughs> you need any tips on how to dance, twerk, and all of that? You know, just hit K up. Let me know if you you want like some
0: tutorials. I <laughs> forget you know how to dance bachata and cumbia now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honestly though, I, I don't know how to dance.
4: <laughs>
2: Again, they're on your natural.
3: <laughs> I just get in the feels. but yeah, I'm signing out
4: thank you everyone for listening to our podcast it's hot as shit in this in this fucking room and we're sacrificing our bodies just to <laughs> yes our we're bodies we're sacrificing ourselves to talk in this crazy ass heat feels like global warming in here hot as shit
0: no it's not that bad
4: i'm sweating <laughs> even from just laying down
0: you're going to have some ball soup for dinner tonight. I
4: are have some chicken noodle soup with some soju on the side, you know. <laughs> Eat that pussy like cold pizza.
0: <laughs>
4: and, uh, yeah, signing out, Dan. da 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 Alright, what up? It's your boy
2: Jay, aka Kimchi Poppy, aka Asian Station, aka Keeping It Real, Keeping It Spicy, y'all. Yo. yo, I'm still shocked we got a, a, a listener in Costa Rica, man. That's crazy. Yo, oh. shout out to Central America. My Latinos, where you at? Morica! Yeah, Morena! Hey. Colombiano! Oh, yeah! <laughs> um, as always, don't forget to leave a like, uh, subscribe, and leave a comment down below. Again, we would like. All of your input, if you would like a question answered on one of our podcasts, please feel free to leave a comment down below and we will get to you. Uh, That being said, this is your boy signing out. Keeping it spicy, y'all. And remember, wrap it before you tap it, or else I'm coming for the days.
1: What happened to the plug it in thingy or the fucking plug it or whatnot or whatever? All right. First of all, I would like to give a shout out to the crew of In The Great Podcast, which is Marco, Jay, Dan, I knocked out Susie, and uh, anyone else who has contributed to our podcast. Yes, it is not an easy thing to do. So if you want to hop into podcasts, holy shit, it is difficult. I'm going to give a shout out to that because I fucking hate them. All right, anyways, I want to give a big-ass shout-out to all the people who actually replied on Instagram when I posted if you had any questions for the podcast. Yeah, I did have a lot of responses, so I did screenshot some of them, and and I will try my best to go down the list of which one that I will answer, and we will get to it, I promise you. Uh, we will probably get to it a lot better once we do go live. Our sound guy Marco and I, and Jay is working on how to set that all up. So please be patient with us while these guys actually do go forth and actually do that. Don't worry, they're computer guys. They know what they're doing. They mined Bitcoin before <laughs> and whatnot. But um, but we will answer all of them as, as much as we can. Um, yes, we are on Spotify. We are on YouTube, we have our own website, which is in the graypodcast.com. We are also on Google Podcasts as well, so that's four platforms. We will get on to Apple Podcasts uh, once I figure out all the kinks for that, and we will also get on to Anchor as well, those two, but that will be a little bit on its way. But if you're on the other platforms such as Spotify, YouTube, and um, all the other ones, please do like, comment, subscribe. We appreciate it. That will keep you up to date with all of our episodes. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for taking time to send us one random question. And I will do reply back to my DMs and our messages about like when I did answer the question and what episode that I did answer the question and whatnot. But to all the listeners to our podcast to remember, always stay gray.